everyone. You are now listening to All Things 30. This is Bam. And this is Gigi. And it is a new year. Our first recording. Happy 2019. It came so fast. Man. It's going to be a good year. I can already tell. Fantastic. It was 70 degrees here this past weekend. So in my mind, I'm like, yes, it's going to be a great year. Today, it was about 45. I was going to so, say, you know it snowed yeah, in Indiana, right? Today's about 45. So that hit me from, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So I'll be on it. Came out of nowhere. Did it snow there? Because it snowed here. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, but I'll take it because it did not snow. So Not a lot, just a little bit, but it just reminded me of how cold it's going to be and I'm not ready. Man, oh man. I currently have a toothache. I'm convinced it's because of the cold weather. So if you guys hear me slobbering or slurring, I put some numbness on my gums. So at least you can't see me slobber like Gretchen. <laughs> I won't judge her. I, I mean, unless you guys want me to, you let me know. Phone <laughs> in and let us know if, you, if I should judge her for slobbering. I mean, you guys could leave a review about that if you want to. Let's yeah. not say we did. Because I'm still angry. I was going to say, that's where the two star came from, is that your lack of pronunciation on your words. <laughs> I can't help it. I couldn't say my R's when I was little. We've all been there. That's okay. That's one of my favorite stories about my childhood with Tiffany. What, that you couldn't say your R's? Yeah, they used to make us say the rabbit ran around the rock. And we would look at each other and we would be like, the rabbit ran around the walk. <laughs> we killed it. No, but we did it. Thank no, God for speech class. <laughs> so, some people sent us some questions. I'm like really excited about it. I know, but it's kind of nerve-wracking. Our friends at state your take they are a podcast as well they sent us some questions one of their questions was you get to add two inches anywhere on your body where do you put them first of all i see where you guys are going here (laughs) second of all i'm getting boobs Oh, no question. I could have told you guys that about Bam from the start. And if anybody knows me, knows where I'm putting the two inches. <laughs> Directly on my backside, please and thank you. I'm pretty for sure I, I add two inches with just my bra alone. So. <laughs> Only halfway there. <laughs> they had another question, too. They said, what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever done on a date? And I'll just be honest. I'm usually pretty cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> it was a date where I was making brunch. And the stove that I happened to be cooking on, it was like a gas stove. The stove covers were somewhat, you know, like those open cast iron ones. I just don't know what happened, but somehow a paper towel made its way to the open flame and there's a, a small kitchen fire. But I diffused the situation rather quickly and nothing nothing too serious happened. But I was a tad bit embarrassed. Just a little bit. You're like, yeah, I, I can cook. <laughs> Listen, and I was in my 20s, so you know, I was like, oh, can I cook? But I was like, oh, stick to breakfast, you'll be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, after the fire, I was a little shook to say the least. <laughs> At least you didn't like burn the food with the I was fire. just getting ready to say my biscuits and gravy were still bombs when I saw the matters. Oh, I love biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I feel like you've been on your fair share of dates, you definitely have a good, good story. I mean, not that I can think of anything that I've done embarrassing. I mean, I've had people do things embarrassing, but one time I was serving and I did the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in serving in general. These people were on their first date and they told me that. And I worked at a place that had flatbreads. Somehow the flatbread plate, which is long, ricocheted into the booth and sliced the stems of the wine glasses. The red wine went everywhere. The girl, of course, had white pants on. I was mortified. 
Oh, wow. I see. I would have been like more worried about my tip at that point. They ended up getting everything for free. And my boss went to the fashion mall, which was next door and got the girl new pants. So I think that it worked out for the best for them. And I kept making jokes about it. Like, I'll stay back here. I just was so embarrassed. Well, well, luckily you worked at a place where your boss was cool about it and didn't mind to pick the ball up once you dropped it. I've never seen wine glasses cut in half like that before. Well, a bit of a magic trick for you. I'm really glad I don't serve anymore because <laughs> there could be worse stories. We've all been there. That's another one side. No, everyone should have one serving job at least once in their life, just so you understand. On the worst day that you could ever serve, ever. You would appreciate people swear. That's a hard job. And that people do it for very little pay. Right. So another question we have is the peak and pit of 2018. So I would say, of course, the peak is going to be that we release this podcast. Duh. True. I mean, Gretchen, if you say something else, you got to look at me in my face and say what no, you did. not at all. I definitely agree. I think the peak of the year was definitely this podcast. And also, I had a pretty good year career-wise at my job. Definitely, I think personally, goal-wise, this was a this was the winner, winner, winner. Last year, I remember sitting and telling my friends that in 2018, I was going to have a podcast. I know we did it kind of late in 2018, but we still did it. Here we are in the pit of 2018. Oh, we! I don't think we have enough time on the podcast. Ah. My, <laughs> my, <laughs> I've been racking my brain about the whole pit thing. I think life is full of peaks and valleys, right? I don't think we need to really focus on the pits yeah. because Ooh, I like that. Let's not. We're just going to keep knowing ourselves more, becoming better people. Agreed. I've seen so many people get so upset with the whole everybody's new year, new me. You know, they've set new goals. But for me, it's just every single day, do your best, period. Right, because you're it. not promised tomorrow. Why set all these expectations and tell yourself, oh, I'm not drinking. I'm I'm going to work out 15 times a week. If you know you're not going to do that, it's okay. Just say every day I want to get up and do my absolute best each day. In general, why can't people want to become a better them? I was going to say, because every single day you should try to improve. I don't care if it's what year we're in. We and if and if you fall back off your track, tomorrow's a perfect day to start mm-hmm. again. Amen. You better, you better say that. <laughs> she also asked, tipped it, because she's great, and she asked us questions. Just to clarify, so when Bam speaks about Tiff, that's her twin sister. And Tiff is Tiffany, who is her twin sister. I mean, if you know Bam, you better know Tiff. Right. You kind of have to. They go hand in hand. She asked us three goals for 2019. For myself, I have some fitness goals, way more than three. I've got a monetary goal as far as work goes. I'm trying to hit, hit that next raise if I can, okay. please. And also for me, I think it's just about showing more love, spreading more love, just loving love in general. That's that's For me, that's my number one goal because I think that kind of ties into everything in life. Self-love, that's being a blessing to as many as you can. That's definitely at the top of my list. As far as I think that's stuff. so important. Showing love to people around you. What you give out comes back. So. Man, in every way, shape, and form. It's so crazy, but I promise it's so real. It definitely comes full circle. One of my goals is to invest more time, which is also investing money into passions that I have this podcast and finding a separate form of income, mm. which I've already kind of started. So. Yes. That's fantastic. Myself as well. That's a goal of mine too. I've got a a couple little ventures. Hopefully 2019 is our year. For sure. Also, (laughs) another goal, you know, we saw the new equipment that we're going to get for the audio. (laughs) Stay tuned. We're going to basically get a new studio. It's a big deal. (laughs) 
We're basically going to sound so good coming through your speakers. You're not going to want to turn us off. Eh, that's a bit strong. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to want to turn the button, you know, but it's OK. We'll be we'll always be back next week. Maybe sometime we should do like a marathon. Ooh. Uh, as much as I want to give the people what they want. <laughs> Um, I, I think we got to give it to them sparingly. You know what I mean? We got to keep it. We got to keep it exclusive. Keep them coming back for more. <laughs> and then we had our friend Ashley write in as well. She's awesome. She always sends us the most creative input. She's a mutual friend that Gretchen and I both share. And Shout out to Ash. The way that she I think thinks, thoughtful is the word that yes. you're looking for. Because she, she's very genuine. She's very thoughtful. She would listen to our podcast and give us feedback of how we could add value to it, which we appreciate so much. A question that she asked was, looking back at your 20s, is there anything you would change or do differently? Huh. Is there? Yeah, my bank account. I'd change my bank account. <laughs> I would. Listen, anybody in their 20s that's listening, I promise you those sneakers aren't going nowhere. Those purses aren't going nowhere. I made so much money in my 20s. Because you know me, I'm a worker and I did not save it, unfortunately. I just got this saving bug toward the end of my 20s. That would be my biggest thing. I would save more money, but on the other aspect that I do also wish I would have traveled more in my 20s before I found my corporate career where, Lord willing, I get a day off every six months. <laughs> I definitely wish I would have did more out of the country traveling when I had the time. Yeah, especially because we used to sit at the pool and then go to work, make some money, go yeah. back to, to go the back. pool, go to the bar. Man, every could have definitely day. done a couple trips. Well, no, we took trips, but it was just up and down the highway, driving to IU, <laughs> driving, you know, it was, <laughs> they weren't too luxurious. Always looking back, it's always easier to say what you would have done differently. Because, you know, you can't go back. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. There are things that I would definitely do different. Oh. Maybe I wouldn't have shaved my eyebrows. Maybe I would have let my eyebrows grow out. That'd probably be my first one. See, not for me. For me, I feel like I needed to go through that. (laughs) I needed to go through that to become, for my eyebrows to be what they are today. I also feel like I needed to go through that white eyeliner phase. That's a rite of passage. Everybody had to go through that in order to really truly appreciate the level at which makeup has come to in the day the day that we're living in yeah because because it can change your whole face your eyebrows change your whole face i want people to remember that when they fill in pencil tweeze listen tweezers all you ladies that love to tweeze i feel you (laughs) but also i mean not even necessarily stop it if you're a light tweezer and you just like to clean them up great that's different but the lord gave us eyebrows for a reason that's it all I'll say. This is your face. They're just supposed to be there. I think another thing I would have done differently is I would have continued my education. I wouldn't have stopped. I would have probably gotten my master's or for sure. I could couldn't. see that. I could because now, well, now I think about it though. Do I really want to go back to school? Do I think I could take a test today? Well, the thing is, do you want to? Of course not. Is it something you could do? Absolutely. I mean, I give you maybe five years before you're enrolled in a master's program. That's real. I would say so, too. I know. I kind of want to go to law school because I feel like I was perfect. Oh, I wish you would. Only if you promised to always give me free law advice. Like, if I would ever need it. Okay. Okay. Speaking of law advice, you know someone that's about to need some law advice? The Pied Piper himself, Amber. The Pied Piper of R&B is somebody that's about to need some law advice <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there catch it if you want toss it back to me but the pied piper of r&b has really really been outdoing himself for the past like 25 30 years with 12 year olds i mean outdoing himself is saying mean, it nicely like with, with with children essentially first of all i had never heard that he called himself listen the pied piper. was that was his name you know the the pied piper of r&b that's what he called himself i never one time sat and thought about what that truly 
means. But watching I didn't that, know what it meant until I watched so, the documentary. So just to catch everyone up, when I'm speak when we're speaking of the Pied Piper of R and B, we're clearly talking about R. Kelly. If you have been following the media or anything no. <laughs> if you if you're a tv watcher you'll know that lifetime just released a docuseries called surviving r kelly if you haven't watched it then don't listen to this episode because we're about to spoiler alert for you but also go watch it especially if you have kids my goodness the one thing i hate well i hate all of it but selfishly i hate that he did this because now like i can't enjoy his music anymore and he did make some of the most amazing R&B music, but now, some uh, right? But now, <clears throat> I can't listen to it. Can you think about? I, I believe I can fly. I'm for sure that was a, a graduation song for us. I, it's I'm us and sure. millions of I, other people that graduated that year. How many weddings you think you've been to that you've stepped in the name? Listen, I might have just did it a month ago. I remember him and Aaliyah coming out with that song I don't remember them dating or getting married because it was never something that they publicized it was never something like oh we're in love let's get married you just always saw them together and in the documentary they actually played an interview they showed up they were dressed alike and you know they just came out and asked like you know what's what's going on here and bless her heart little baby young Aaliyah looks at him and was like oh we're just best friends now at this time She's 13, maybe, and that's a 32-year-old man. I'm sorry, man, right. you what? You're not. That's not your best friend. I feel you. You're right. Nobody ever saw it like that. Oh, that their boyfriend and girlfriend, we just kind of assumed. Even their song, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Uh, yeah, it is. According to the law, <laughs> age is something besides age, age is, a, has, like, is actually fairly significant. It is. It makes me feel kind of no, naive. No, 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 because... no. Don't do that. If you're naive, then so is everybody in our generation and in our parents generation but i wouldn't call it naive i don't know who covered it up but because the industry generalized it and still praise him even his cases i don't i do i do well we were young what everybody has to keep in mind all of this time like back in the day when all this stuff is going on there's no instagram there's no twitter there's no facebook so it's not like something happens and instantly the world knows about it which is another reason why we weren't hearing about the fact that Aaliyah was 15 with a forged birth certificate say she was 18 so that she could marry him didn't hear stuff like that it was out there but we had to wait till mtv news came on at 10 o'clock every night and my dad was definitely at that time he was clicking the phone downstairs disconnecting do you hear me it's a wrap you know uh -uh, time's up you don't have no business being up okay (laughs) guess guess i'll get the scoop tomorrow i mean it's really sad because essentially he's been an abuser all of his life and it doesn't surprise me after watching that documentary and seeing that he was abused himself because the statistics behind that people that are abused absolutely abused well i think people underestimate the amount of turmoil that that creates for th- that person for the rest of their life. For their Just life. listening to some of those women, like they're telling those stories like that was yesterday. It's trauma. It was 20 years ago. It's so heartbreaking. He was an abuser when he was with Aaliyah. And people will say stuff like, why is this just being brought up now? Why are these women just coming out now? They're like, not. The Me Too. That's just it. Right. They're not. People they, are just listening now. <laughs> right. Because of the yes, Me Too movement. People are just not people paying attention. 
feel like they're not alone. Women have well, been silenced. Well, and not only that, they, women have been silenced by regular men. That We're talking about yeah. the, the quote-unquote king of R&B, R. Kelly. Of course they were especially, scared to come forward. Especially because of the women that he was doing it to. He's offering settlements. They're signing non-disclosures. Absolutely. Like, they had no choice. Not being able to talk. Well, not because being able think to have about it. If, if you're a 13-year-old girl from Chicago and your mom's a single mom and you happen to fall into the arms of R. Kelly, just the whole idea of paying them to keep quiet is sick because he knew they needed the money. He's a different type of monster because not only is he taking advantage of people younger than him. He's manipulating he their is parents. Using his, but he's also using his power as he can get them to be something Ex or oh, be yeah, somewhere. That's the, that's the so, game he plays. Oh no, I can make them a star. Oh, her voice is yeah, so, so beautiful. He's, he's I can make adult. her a star. Like, he's a master manipulator. If he can convince people, even parents. If I'm a parent, I don't care if I've got baby Whitney Houston on my hand. R. Kelly hands off. But there are some of the, these parents that say like, oh, well, we told him that our daughter would not go be able to leave with him. But then he assured us that someone from his management team, oh, oh, you mean someone on the payroll who deserves right. to be in prison just as much as R. Kelly does. Right. He's not a monster. No, oh, no. Either. Oh, no. There are plenty of people that, that aided him in doing those things. You really, 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 you guys, I encourage all of you to watch the documentary. You have to, to understand the magnitude of women he was doing this to. Once you understand the magnitude of women, you can wrap your mind around. He's still R. Kelly, you guys. Let's be clear. He's still recording albums. He's still having concerts. He's still doing meet and greets. Where do you find the time to recruit? Oh, oh, you have a whole team of people that go to the mall and pick up teenagers for you. Right. A whole you. A whole and, team. And having his girls in the the cult, I guess they're calling Man, it. Man, and um, my thing is, recruit my for thing him. is, bless their souls, every single one of those babies in there, because that is the most extreme, like, form of manipulation and brainwash. And sorry, let's backtrack. We're speaking of babies, but towards the end of the documentary, you see a couple 30-year-olds fall victim. To give you a little, like, some cliff notes from the documentary, these women that are in this, quote-unquote, sex cult that he has are housed in his home. Home. They've all got right. multiple bedrooms, and these girls just have to stay in these rooms. If they want to use the restroom, I mean, he's a yeah, predator, though. At the worst form, when they want to use the restroom, they have to ask. When they want to eat, they have to ask. They can't eat without his permission. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be funny. There's the deal breaker for me, sir. Count me out. <laughs> Count me out because I don't have time. <laughs> You're like, can I have a snack? I please? am too much of a snack pack. I don't have the time or the energy to be asking, and I don't have time to wait for your answer. One of the women in the show spoke about how you know she came out of her bedroom and he'd be downstairs. Mind you, downstairs with his wife, whom he also treated like this. You guys, he was married right. to this woman. And they had children. He had children with this woman. And he treated her the same as these quote-unquote sex slaves that he had. One of the women spoke about coming out of her room and needing to use the restroom. And she would, they would always have to pound on the floor with their foot to get his attention. And he would acknowledge them and say they could come down. Three hours, she said she stood out there pounding her foot, waiting for someone to tell her that she could come down so she could use the restroom. After watching the documentary, they weren't out there saying like, oh, he punches me, this, that, or whatever. It was sexual abuse. Some of them yeah, were, though. Oh, no, some of them were being abused as well. But most of it was mental abuse. He brainwashed them into thinking they couldn't leave, so they wouldn't even try. Especially because you're isolating them away from their parents. They're not even allowed to see the TV Nobody, so nothing. that they can see their parents are these, looking for them or wanting to talk to them. These girls, the two of the cases on the show, bam, three years. It has been since they've seen or spoke to their parents. And the parents are saying they haven't seen or spoke to their daughter. Let's be very clear. You've got probably a week from my mom not hearing from me 
and she's here with whoever saying, else she's on the first with flight. whoever else she needs to bring with her she's here i'm sure he has security oh, and security you, you saw know? they said in the documentary he's got people on the chicago police force because one of the parents demanded to do a wellness check so they called the right. police and said we're here we haven't seen or spoke to our daughter in x amount of time we want to do a wellness check they got a tip by the time the police made it to the house everybody had left nobody was there yeah because he's paying people man off. he's but that's exactly why he should be silent because keep in mind you know this is our opinion there are people out there who believe that this man is innocent there right. are people that think he's innocent and that the, the media is just just trying to attack him. Hey, folks, nobody wants nothing from R. Kelly. He don't have nothing to give. I really like that people are speaking out against him. I really love to see John Legend oh, on that. that. You know what really makes me mad is when I see women. I almost wanted to fight this girl on Facebook oh, because Amber, of this. Oh, you love a good internet squabble. <laughs> I don't get in them. I refuse to believe you. Continue your story about the internet squabble <laughs> no, you so didn't this, get in. No, this girl had posted, oh, all these thoughts and old groupies want to come out now. She said they're just trying to get paid. Again. She spelled paid P-A-Y-E-D. Stop it right well, now. listen. <laughs> How is a woman, can you speak about other women like that, first of all? You are part of the problem. Right now, at our age, we know somebody that has experienced something like this. Absolutely. And some capacity been taken advantage of harassed simply for being a woman or simply for being black or simply for being in a relationship with the same sex if you cannot find it in your heart to give empathy to other people and you think that you should write post about how they're just doing it for the fame girl bye well be, not only that that's what kills me people are doing it for the fame who wants to be famous right. for being abused by someone no one it's shameful especially reliving yes. that trauma over and again. that's what broke my heart about watching that documentary that's how you can tell how broken they are those women they were telling those stories like it happened yesterday you could just see it in their face also i will say in the docuseries i loved the fact that they had doctors psychologists psychiatrists periodically throughout basically explaining they were very general in their explanations a person exuding these signs might exude those signs due to that just connected every single dot and i think a big thing is also that people are always like i would never do that or i don't understand why they say or i don't understand it's easy to say those things but you don't know what it feels like to listen be in that situation, and you don't know what you would do unless because, you were because there. i can assure you those women, it's not like they want to do that. They don't want to stay. That mental hold, you're just so brain warped where you love your abuser. Some of those women feel like they can't live without him. Feel like right. if they left, they, they don't know, wouldn't know what to do. And that's the sad part to me because that's the mind control. Yes. And that's what's so sad because it couldn't be further from the truth. But think about even relationships in your past when you were younger and you look back and you're like, I am so glad I got out of that. Or oh, become, absolutely. You, know, you love yourself more or know your wants or know your needs more. I hope that he doesn't get do this to women for the rest of his life. He certainly deserves to not be in the general public. Absolutely. He deserves everything he's about to get. They're getting ready to file a criminal investigation here in Georgia. There's reports that the Chicago PD are now looking into seizing his studio in Chicago that was featured in the docuseries where they spoke about there's 10 different bedrooms in the studio. There's a girl in each room. It was a joke about him peeing on girls. I never knew it was a young child. Literally, and you are using the term child very accurately. 
That was a 14-year-old girl. And the fact that her dad is still on his payroll blows my mind. And you they understand, the and he- that is the reason why he got acquitted. That singer Sparkle is the only one who told the truth. The only one that didn't take his money. The 14-year-old girl that he peed on, the rest of her whole family, he paid them all off. But I think that your morals and your values have to come up. Well, but also, let's keep in mind, money. let's keep in mind, we're speaking about a 14-year-old child. You guys, big picture, she didn't have much of a choice. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And if you're abusing people that are younger than you, you're using your power. No, that's that's them. exactly that what disgusting. it is. That's using his power. That's why he preyed on them because they're not right. gonna put up too much of a fight. When he asked about if he liked younger women, he said, "I don't like little girls. I just like petite women." Well, four three and underdeveloped is not a petite woman. That's a baby. Right. That's a child. He's disgusting. And I just hope he gets what's and, coming and it, to him because and, and you and I agree on that. And I really do think he is. The way social media and the way things spread now he can't run from this he's been doing this for 20 years folks so imagine how many women saw that documentary and are seeing all of these women come forward and they're like oh my goodness he did it to me too me too hashtag me you guys are about saying, to blow right the whole now. me too movement out the water i cannot wrap my mind around the number of women across the world that he has done that to over the years that we have no idea about surviving r kelly on lifetime it has a second season oh you know my that, right? goodness I can't take it. I watched all six episodes in one day and was Listen, <laughs> Hannah and I watched it together. For those of you that don't know, Hannah's my other best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. <laughs> so she knows she's mine. <laughs> I guess Bam knows her too. But um, and Hannah has two young nieces. Not only were we upset, I had goosebumps on my arms. My mind instantly goes there. I couldn't imagine to look at those girls. Again, those are babies. Last thing I'll say about Kel's Pipe Pipes. He's 6'2". He's not a small man. In the documentary, they keep flashing pictures of him with this 14 year old girl he is three times her size and he is hanging out at high schools and he is hanging out and oh and that's playgrounds. where he started my blood pressure i know we've, right we've got to move on because we'll talk about this forever so if you guys will remember we spoke last episode about starting to feature our friends and the people that we know any strangers even that may want to reach out that are entrepreneurs or have a business of their own that they want to spread the word about or just maybe want to inform the people about and let everybody know what you have going on for yourself so we're going to tell you who's going to be on the next episode and then feel free to send us more questions dms emails any questions you want to make sure that we ask the guests any topics you want to make sure that they cover regarding their area of expertise let us know and we'll make sure that all of your questions get answered and we'll go ahead and also put that on instagram we'll add a question so that will make that easier that you guys can ask questions there the plan is for it to be maybe a five or ten minute segment with the guests just speaking with bam and i they're going to answer whatever questions you guys send in and then we'll just give them an opportunity to spread the word about their business the first guest that we're going to have next episode is my personal trainer his name is ryan Tins. he has his own fitness training business it is better than yesterday fitness and ryan specializes in all things fitness from nutrition specialty workouts he's going to be on our next episode so yeah any questions you guys might have for ryan please shoot them also just a heads up ryan is also vegan so any vegan questions you might have he'd be happy to answer them as well 
Yeah, and that's perfect going into the new year, too. New year. Ooh, new here we go. Boom. Ooh, new yeah. year, best time to get into fitness. So that will be exciting. We'll go ahead and put that on our Instagram so you guys can ask any questions you want. We're going to also put our Ask All Things 30 on our Instagram as well. In case you have any other questions you want to ask us, you can follow us on Instagram at All Things 30. We have a Twitter. You can send us an email at allthings30 at gmail.com. As always, any topics you want to suggest for us or any constructive criticism, Criticism, keep that coming. Our DMs are wide open as well as the email. Go ahead and slide on in there. Let us know what you think. Tell us if you think we're doing a good job, what we could improve on. Keep it cute or keep it mute. You feel me? <laughs> Don't make me go on another rant about Please. two stars. I mean, I know you guys are sick <laughs> of hearing about it. You've got to be sick of hearing about the two stars. Let's let's just move on if we could, guys. Help Bam move forward. <laughs> we're five for five right now on iTunes, though. So we're so happy you guys have tuned in again. And thank you for listening this and is Bam. this is Gigi. And you guys make sure and come back and join us for our next episode. Mm-hmm.